0: During um, the Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, good afternoon,
1: everyone, and uh, thanks for coming for these sessions. And uh, my name is uh, Xiang Kuan, and the family members is the Department of Engineering. We have uh, four presenters for these sessions and this uh, fourth one. And the uh, basic rule is uh, each presenter they will have uh, 20 minutes and uh, 15 for presentations and five minutes for the questions and uh, answers. Okay, now we have the fourth presenter, and uh, his name is uh, Anthony uh, Khan and uh, his topic will be analysis of the feasibility of reintroducing a radio station for St. Martin University and assessment of the format trends. His faculty advisor is uh, Dr. Riley Moore, and here we have Anthony.
0: Well thank you all for coming out. Professor Stout, you'll be happy I did not use a Prezi. As he said, my name is Anthony Kern, and I will be presenting on the analysis of the feasibility of reintroducing a radio station for St. Martin's University and the assessment of format trends. Not as, they're easier to pronounce than Naomi's presentation if you saw it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long. Just to give you an outline, I want to share with you guys what we'll be discussing with you today. Thank you for coming out. And uh, First, I will be talking about the background, the history of radio at St. Martin's University. I will be discussing where the legacy starts and where it will end. And I will then go to number two, current technology. I will be discussing podcasting and trends in radio station today and things that we will see to come. Next, I'll be discussing some of the research that I have done and some of the places that you will see a podcast. And then I'll go on to the timeline, things that I've done to reintroduce radio to St. Martin's University and things that you will see in the future with my plans for my last topic. Background. We'll be discussing SMU airwaves with you. And um, Father Sebastian first went on air in 1914 with its amateur radio station. This established radio on St. Martin's University campus. It would later be called KGY, Out Where the Cedars Met the Sea. The Log Cabin Station, as it became known, was not inducted until 1921. It was the location for the call letters KGY. It was hosted many broadcast concerts and much more for the students to listen to and eventually moving on to cover Seattle and uh, areas even further than Seattle to Portland. Uh, Located now where the visitor's parking lot is for the Abbey. So if you can all picture that in your mind, where the uh, Abbey is, just to the left of that is the visitor's parking lot. So it's right there. Now, um, let's go inside the log cabin station. Let's look at Father Sebastian himself. I apologize for the grainy picture. But this is Father Sebastian doing his work at his amateur radio station. In 1922, he began his scheduled broadcasting, which uh, it was, uh, excuse me, it was, the, it was when he received his broadcast license. The Log Cabin Station, where the Cedars met the sea, was one of the first stations in the United States. It was actually the 110th, to, to be uh, exact. SMU had many firsts, actually. Uh, we were the first to send students to China. And um, so we would like to continue the legacy of FIRST with uh, increasing the feasibility of introducing a new radio station. And that brings me to my next topic, is current technology. What's podcasting and how do you do it? Podcasting is simple, but it's not a new technology. It is according to the Adventures in Podcasting by Matthew Roberts from Hove College. Uh, podcasting originated in 2000 the term podcast a combination of the word pod from the Apple products iPod and cast from the word broadcast uh, that brings you to podcasts um, originating in 2005 but it gained popularity or er, in 2000 but it gained popularity in 2005 when it became the word of the year and it took the world by storm with its popularity as a broadcast media. Now you're probably all wondering how it works. It's a simple but complicated process because it is a relatively new technology and relatively new to the uh, broadcast media. It's uh, still in beta form. It's called an RSS feed. And the RSS feed essentially connects one form of media to another, or one place to another online uh an rss feed in ksmu source sense is soundcloud i upload all my podcasts to soundcloud and students can listen there or thanks to rss feed it is automatically updated to itunes does that make sense to everybody the rss feed it's actually really simple syndication (laughs) not as simple as you would think it takes about five weeks to get approved by both sources and so you can make that connection Now, let's, let's look at some research that I've done. Let's take a look at some podcasting around some college campuses and how it's being used today. First, I went to Chaos Radio and I talked to them over the phone about their use of podcasting radio and how they were using it as a format of broadcast media. And uh, if you don't know, Chaos Radio is at the Evergreen State College. It is uh, it is the community radio station for that side of the city. And Chaos can be found at 89.3 FM or online at uh, chaos.org. And uh, there, you can listen digitally through this icon. Or you can listen to previous broadcasts via podcast. However, it is not a primary form of media there. It is simply used as a subsidiary of the FM broadcast, which is the traditional form of broadcast media. Another use for broadcast media, uh, podcasting specifically, is in the classroom. A lot of teachers will use podcasting. Uh, However, you see an explosion. It's not still, we don't find it used as the main source of media in a radio station. Uh, Podcasting, as you see on this list, can be used for student assignments. Uh, Supplementary course materials. People uh, can upload podcasts to something, as you see at St. Lawrence University, like Moodle. And uh, they can upload uh, training and tutorials. Administrative meetings, uh, staff, people who can't be somewhere can hear the podcast. Actually, this presentation is being podcasted today. You can find it on KSMU SoundCloud page, and I'll show you the link at the end of that. (laughs) Uh, So campus updates, and the last is uh, Radio Show, and these two, they apply to what KSMU is doing. So I found this, and I said, okay, maybe we can do something like that, maybe we can implement some of these things. Not using it solely in a classroom, but using it as a form of broadcast media. Um, So KSMU, as the radio station that I have uh, pioneered, has been called, is in a unique position to use podcasting as a primary source of media. SMU innovated radio in the 1920s, started in 1914. We waited 95 to 100 years, but we're back in the game. (laughs) As you can see, the logo is a variation of the Universal Podcast logo. This is the Universal Podcast logo. This is KSMU's logo. Now this is a traditional boom box you would see in the 80s. Um, and this is, uh, it would have tuned into FM radio, the traditional form of broadcast media. And this is the traditional universal podcast logo, a variation of that. So it depicts that KSMU will be a podcast radio station, but it'll work as a traditional FM radio station. When did this all happen? I'm sure some of you out there do not know uh, about KSMU or don't know uh, that I've been working on it for three years now. Um, but uh, I'm going to show you the timeline. I'm going to show you how St. Lawrence University went from FM to Wi-Fi. In 1914, KGY began. Hundred years later, 2014, KSMU been, begins podcasting. In September 2012, um, Uh, Ideas and planning began in November of 2014. Podcasting began on SoundCloud. Um, We started to generate podcasts and uh, a year later, or a few months later, it joins the communication, not department, it joins the communication studies program. Uh, And January happens twice in this year. No, I'm just kidding, this is March. Um, This is supposed to be March in 2015. It becomes available on iTunes. Through that RSS feed that I was talking about earlier. What are some plans for the future? What am I looking at? Um, no idea uh, goes without plans for the future. Um, obviously, I don't want this to fizzle out. So, I have developed some plans, and they involve structuring an organization uh, for KSMU on campus through the Communication Studies program and furthering that. Uh, battle of keeping it sustainable. And how am I going to do that? That's going to be very tricky, but I have a plan. Um, here's the hierarchy structure of KSMU. Um, this is uh, how I want to organize it. And I believe, as a business major, that organization is one of the most important aspects of starting an organization, aptly named, <laughs> um, or uh, company. This KSMU organization involves three co-managers, similar to the hierarchy structure of our United States government that works so well. We start with (laughs) the lead co-manager or the executive branch. The sub-co-manager would be more like the judicial branch. And uh, we are looking for a third co-manager. I will be acting as the lead co-manager for about a year until I can make sure this is sustainable and continue it as a project remotely. Chloe Reed cannot be here today, but she will be one of the sub-co-managers and uh, we are looking for a third co-manager. So if you or anybody you know is interested in being a co-manager of something innovative and important on KSMU campus, uh, or SMU campus, I'd like to do some advertising. Let me know. Email me. Facebook me. I'm very accessible. So, mm-hmm. And the third rung is the podcasters. These are people who create content, who go out in the community like writers from the Bell Tower would and create stories and and, and make content for the SMU students. Last but certainly not least is the listeners. This is the most important part of KSMU radio. If KSMU didn't have content, it wouldn't have listeners. But without the listeners, there's no KSMU because we're broadcasting to nobody. Um, So we have increased our... KSMU listenership over the last few years. However, we'd like to continue increasing that. These uh, line people are the KSMU listeners, and we'd like to increase the number of KSMU listeners. So as we progress and as we create more content that is applicable to St. Martin's University and students and affiliates, we would like people to continue listening and supporting KSMU. So some of the conclusions that I have drawn, and if you have a QR reader on your phone, feel free to um, open that up now and scan it. Uh, that'll take you right to the SoundCloud page, or you can go to soundcloud.com KSMU Saints on Air. There's my advertisement, I finished um, that portion of it. Some conclusions that I've drawn in researching uh, KSMU and learning about podcasting is People don't usually use it as a primary source of media. People use it as a subsidiary and we at KSMU are innovating. Just as they did as I said in my presentation 100 years ago. We are innovating again and using podcast broadcast media as a primary source of broadcasting on a college campus. That hasn't been seen uh... but on a rare occurrence and this is what we're doing at st martin's university It is the most feasible broadcast format for us and it is the the best solution that i could think of so continue to podcast continue to do the things that you do on campus and we'll continue to cover it and uh... if you haven't or you know somebody who would like to come to this presentation this will be podcasted on our soundcloud or our itunes thank you all for coming out i'd like to open it up for any questions Father Peter. Um, organizationally, sometimes it can be a little tricky having a person report to more than one person. Have, mm-hmm. have, have you talked about that uh, in, in, in and uh um about that situation? Thank you for asking that question, Father Peter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you know, in America, and this is what I've modeled this off of, um, you can have the executive branch who handles certain things. I'm not a poli-sci major, but uh, you can have the judicial branch and the other one, and they all do different things, and they, they uh, will watch over certain aspects of the government in order to make sure it flows smoothly. I, as a lead co-manager, will have the final say on major decisions, but the sub-co-managers will uh, be an equal member uh, to make their input. Um, so, if you would like to make that an analogy with the main uh, government in the United States, I'll have the veto. but uh, Or the lead co-manager will have the veto. But um, the sub-co-managers are the people who manage, say one person manages content and uh, moving forward, the other sub-co-manager will be managing uh, technology and advancements that way and so they'll manage different things and have different responsibilities so the the listeners and the podcasters will know who to report to if they have concerns okay. On a certain okay is this sort of, depending on your question you report to either co-manager A or co-manager B right and that will be lined lined out as we find co-managers okay. Denver well um, I've been following you with you, you this for a while, and you know, I interviewed you for that article I, I wrote on last semester about it and it's an inspiring seeing how much just taken off um, and I, I was just curious because you, you I, I've heard you say several times about that you know you have a plan already out for the growth and um, stuff although um, where can we access uh, the long-term plan that you have uh- if you have the password to my Google Docs, um, you can find it there. But I have a lot of things written out um, that will be published to the co managers. And next year, we'll have a meeting at the beginning of the year to establish that hierarchy and organize everything. Okay. Yes. James? Do you intend to see KSMU as. And do you plan to have a KSMU be seen as a credible resource, source? And if so, what are your standards of ethics? What are your ethical, what are your codes of ethics, essentially? Great question, James. Thank you for asking. And I'll answer you by saying, KSMU is a community radio station. And just as all community radio stations, it is based on a certain bias. And so, um, I'm sure we will find a way to make sure all of our content follows the Benedictine values and. and and things that uh, follow under the school's code of ethics. And similar as the bell tower uh, has freedom of speech within its writers, our podcasters will have freedom of speech. And that was my main concern while establishing this, is making sure my writers, or my podcasters, have a freedom of speech, and people who produce content for KSMU have that freedom. But uh, that freedom, as with the government, comes with limitations and rules, and so There are rules and there are limitations. Uh, Patrick is one of my crew members now. He understands the rules and he understands the limitations. And if you are brought on as a podcaster, those will be spelled out to you and we'll make sure we follow the rigor and the values of St. Lawrence University and its affiliates. So um, I've listened to a number of the podcasts and um, it covers quite a wide scope. I was wondering, I know that you're experimenting right now, do you intend to focus in or will it always be kind of this wide open basket? I enjoy the freedom of, of having many podcasters and if I can go back to my hierarchy slide, um, these podcasters will all cover different things. One of them will be in charge of sports, one of them will be in charge, uh, and I could have clarified this during my presentation, but for the sake of time I covered the general aspect of the hierarchy. So. Each one will cover a different aspect of KSMU's content range. Um, So so I I enjoy the freedom of being able to produce anything you want and not having it focused as a station on the higher ends of FM would be focused on pop radio or uh, alternative radio. This is a community radio station, and typically community radio stations have a wide range, and it depends on the person sitting at the microphone what they're going to produce. And so there's a schedule and they say, well, this is, this is the time for alternative music, this is the time for pop music, and you know when to tune in based on what, you, uh, what your preference is. Naomi.
1: If a podcaster, let's say that they're designated as like the sports one, but what if they're interested in something else, is it possible for them to branch off and podcast about different things too, or are they just limited to that one category?
0: Of course. Uh, I can see somebody has found the uh, first podcast. Yeah, it's supposed to be on silent. I don't know what's <laughs> on. <Okay. laughs> but um, yes, uh, of course, sports people can cover music, and um, they can cover anything they want. Um, typically, you'd stick to your genre. Uh, however, if you want to branch off and do an episode of something uh, uh, else, then you can. Denver. Well yeah, that really brings up the point, I think, which is a huge advantage that podcasting has what well, traditional radio is. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to tune in at the right time. You can turn in whenever you want. And exactly. and This is what you want. <coughs> right, right. As, as opposed to an FM radio station that has scheduled broadcasting that you have to tune in. Similar to how you tune into a television, podcasting is more like a DVR. Or I can sit there and, and have the episodes that I like, and I can search. We use hashtags, so I can search the hashtags that I enjoy listening to, and I can search the programs that I enjoy listening to. Download, subscribe on iTunes, and have it submitted to me every week. Andy. Yeah, I have
1: several podcasts that I've listened to in the past integrate live streaming into mm-hmm. their uh, podcast, so they'd have like you know the segment where they'd be recording it, it'd be streamed live for
0: certain audiences or so anyone, you know. Um, are you are you thinking about integrating any sense of uh, live streaming to get that kind of more um, right now radio feel, but also having the podcast
1: availability, whatever?
0: Right, and that's something we're looking into. There's a there's a uh, website called BlogTalkRadio.com that incorporates live streaming as well as podcasting, and that's just another form. As I was talking up here this is just SoundCloud, this is one option, this is what we went with because it's free. (coughs) However, once we start to get a budget and sponsors from the community, we can start to build our repertoire of websites that we use to produce our content.
1: I have two questions for you. Okay, thank you. So the first one, and uh, what's your funding resources for you to run this? As a business major, have you ever think about that part?
0: Right, and um, that's a very good question and that's something we've run into in the past because we, as a radio station, uh, we like to produce concerts. Uh, so we throw uh, concerts, mainly hip hop music, and we enjoy uh, hosting events. And so we run into the problem that that costs money. And usually up until this point, we have been going to ASMU. Uh, but I've been talking to the financial office and we have an account. With uh, St. Martin's University, and we are using um, sponsors from within the community. I've already sponsors, so people will buy ad time, and we will. (coughs) One company will sponsor a podcast that is applicable to their business, and we'll run their ad before the podcast, or in the middle, or at the end, depending on what they request.
1: So your market work is the uh, SMU campus for the audience. Mm-hmm. So then the, uh, how you uh, do the uh, sustainability of this type of the, uh, podcasting station. The reason is the students have a lot of numerous resources now can do for the thing they need on campus. What you can do give the attractions to student indeed waiting to listen to your podcast.
0: So there's a lot of reasons to listen to our our podcasts, Um, and it's the same reason you would listen to an FM radio station. Um, The convenience, for instance, if we were to cover a sports game, or right now we do the highlights of the sports schedule, um, that's what's feasible right now, and that's what we're doing eventually in the future, we'd like to cover the full sports game, Um, but you don't have to be at that place to experience the St. Martin's activity. Um, you don't have to be in a classroom to experience a lecture. You don't have to be somewhere to. Uh, you, you, can, you can access and experience things after the fact or on your own time when it's convenient for you. And so that's what separates us from something uh, like the bell tower. Um, no diss on the bell tower. I love newspaper as a form okay, of now. media. <laughs> 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 um, but it's instant. I can I can put up a podcast and publish it now as opposed to having to wait a month. I love the newspaper. I was a business manager for the newspaper for a while, I love it. Um, uh, but it's it's just what separates us from that form of media, so. Does that answer your question? No. Um, okay. Any
1: other questions?
0: Uh, so are you going to podcast the concerts that we have here on campus? Or does that yeah. run afoul of any kind of royalty? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so it all depends on the artist. It all depends on their current contract uh, condition uh, situation. If they're signed by a, a current uh, larger label, uh, I cannot record their their concerts. That infringes. However, if they're not signed by a label, I can sign a sort of temporary contract with them and. Be able to podcast their music. That's what we do when we have bands on. We've had the local band from SMU, the Hand of Reason, uh, on KSMU, and we have put their podcast on, featuring five of their songs. And I signed rights to play five of their songs, as well as an interview. And so I signed a contract with them, allowing me to use their music as a podcast. So same would go for a live event. I just sign a contract with them. Mm -hmm. Now we
1: still have uh, time to entertain one more questions. I have to stop.
0: Oh, James. Uh, wait, did you want to ask a question? No, you didn't. Know. So, I mean, this is just a, goes back to the ethics thing. Where can we, I mean, is there a resource we can access to make sure that you, to make sure that you hold yourself to these, stand, I mean, these ethics and Benedictine values? The only place right now is in our business plan, which is not published publicly. But um, that's a great idea. I'll be publishing the business plan, um, as for that request, uh, in the next month or so, after I graduate and things start to settle down for me, all the <laughs> <I am. laughs> publishing that. Okay. Yep. yep, well thank right. you guys so for- much.